This is the Soundtrack of Life, a music podcast, episode two. And uh, I'm Matt with my good buddy, Sean. Hello, folks. We're going to... We're going to talk about the top five live performances. And this is not like live albums. This is performances that we've seen with our own eyes live and in person. And my list is very short because I have not seen a lot of concerts. Maybe, I mean, if you count the Winter Jam concerts when they come through, I may have seen probably between 10 and 20, between 15 and 20. That reminds me. I'm sorry. Oh. I got to do this. Okay. <laughs> Last week, uh-huh. we talked about artists. Right. I hate to not... We got out of that. You were talking about Need to Breathe. Mm-hmm. I was talking about Crowder. Okay. I'd like to mention him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I like... He's a very talented guy. I like his stuff. Crowder is... When you were talking about... Winter Jam. Winter Jam. Yeah. That, that made me think of Crowder. Well, I mean, I think we could do a probably a top five... Uh, Contemporary Christian artist. I mean, I know I could, but I, I mean, I've actually got one of them listed on here as a show, uh, concert that I've seen. But uh, we're I, gonna... I, I don't. I'm just going to go out there and say. Center. Now. Uh, <laughs> Says the guy who I, had ACDC on his I list. do. I, I really, really, really want to see Crowder as a headliner. Oh, yeah. I saw him as a, uh, uh, not open neck, but next to last with... Uh, I can only imagine people. Uh, Mercy Me. Mercy Me. We carried the kids from church to see them. Gotcha. And, uh, Mercy Me is great, too. Uh, Crowder was good. Mercy, yeah, that, they were good. Um, but I'd like to see him do his own show. Yeah. Do his own now, He's awesome. And he's got, he implements, you know, EDM and, yeah, and bluegrass. More, more, and, more away from, uh, I'm not necessarily saying getting away from a Christian setup, but he mm-hmm. does other stuff, too. His that sound I don't think is he different. Would, I don't think he would do. In that setting. Right. You know, so. Yeah, he's, you can tell where some of his influences lie with some country music and yeah. some old rock and stuff like that. And I like yeah. that. I like, you know, it's like Third Day. They were really big, influenced by Leonard Skinner. And they, they are, they're not a show. They, I mean, they play Call Me the Breeze at their shows. So, ain't nothing wrong with that. So, it was a song like Call Me the Breeze. It's not got a bad message. It's more of a, it's just a song, you know. But, this is our top five live performances. We just jump right in. Do you in have here. any honorable mentions? Right out I front. do have some honorable okay, mentions. Okay, go ahead and do yours because right. got, I've got several. Uh, honorable mentions I've got uh, American Aquarium and Turnpike Troubadours. I saw them in uh, at the Lyric hmm. in Oxford uh, in 2013. That was my first time to see Turnpike Troubadours. I wasn't familiar with American Aquarium at that point in time. Um, but I, I do like American Aquarium uh, to an extent. They, he gets a little uh, he's a little too depressing sometimes. He's a little bit better now that he's sober. But he was you know pretty depressing and uh, that tends to happen with him. Yeah, he's a uh, he's kind of a kind of like Sturgill or Jason Isbell. He's a little bit of liberal country and uh, that's some of that. I don't. But Turnpike, which yeah, from, I'm waiting. I'm waiting to see how from last uh, episode. You how, know how, how Felker about. Felker's uh, songwriting goes now that he's kind of sobered up a little yeah. bit. Yeah, but he he could still probably draw off of what he experienced while that was going on to get that well, think, get those darker songs. But I because th- see he don't say. I mean he's got had some songs about drinking and that kind of thing, just in a kind of a party like deal, I guess, or just in passing. It wouldn't hold songs about drinking unless it was seven and seven. He had, but uh, even then, he a lot of his songs are like love songs. I yeah. Mean, that, I mean, about love in some way, form, or fashion, but uh, they're really good live. 
by the way, Turnpike then. So well, I hope I get. I hope that gets to happen because yeah. uh, they got tickets going. It'd be soon. awesome to see them at the Ryman. Yeah, but uh, yep. Um, I got a uh, Toby Mac on here from Winter Jam, probably around oh five, oh six, or oh seven, somewhere around in there. He headlined Winter Jam, and around oh eight, oh nine, in Tupelo, I saw uh, Miranda Lambert and Brad Paisley, which was a pretty dang good show. I've been a kind of gotten off the wagon a little bit with Brad Paisley because all of his stuff kind of sounded the same to me. But uh, as far as a guitar player, he was a pretty big influence. On me when I started out playing. Yeah, most of his stuff is kind of hokey. Yeah. The, the one I did like, uh, wasn't it, didn't he do Whiskey Lullaby? Yeah, with Allison Krauss. Yeah. And he did, um, I like uh, Waiting on a Woman. I do like Waiting on a Woman. Uh, she's everything everything to me. Yeah, uh, yeah. That yeah. I love that song. And mine and Jana's song in our wedding was uh, Then. I Thought I Loved You Then, which is a really good one. That's him and, was it him and, no, it wasn't him and Carrie Underwood. That was a different song. We had uh we had the, the George Strait song. Cross My Heart. Yeah. Then we had Stuck On You. Oh, that's a good one. And uh, had my buddy Jim Rhodes. You remember Jim Rhodes? Mm-hmm. I know Jim. He, he come, I'm a big he, fan of Jim. He, he, come and, he come and sang both of them. Okay. He actually sang uh, the George Strait song in his wedding, his own wedding. Oh, wow. I said, man, how'd you pull that off? I couldn't have. But uh, but he listened to Stuck On You, and he played it, and it, it was good. And I got... Um, Leonard Skinner, I saw them in Biloxi in 2014. That was my first time to see them. It's been the only time I've gotten to see them. That was a, at that point in time, the guy playing bass for them was Johnny Colt, who was the original bass player, or not the original, he played bass on the first album of Black Crows. Another just a dang good show, 2013-14. Uh, we saw a lot of concerts in 2013-2014. That was, my daughter was born in 15, and so that kind of put an end to a lot of that, but uh, Elton John, mm. he came to Tupelo, and that he didn't have an opener. He just got up there and played, and I had a ball. That's one of we my. We were on the floor. It was good. That's one of my regrets. I think I may have told y'all this. On we talked. I don't know if we did this on the Man Child. I think we talked. We talked about it before. We've talked. We've we've had enough. Like, I can't remember I, if, yeah. it, if it was recorded or if we got on the air or not. But um, Elton John and uh, Billy Joel were together mm-hmm. in Memphis. And I, I didn't go, and and that's one of them that I kicked myself for not going to see. That would have been a good one, but that's yeah. that's all mine. Let's see. Honorable mentions. Um, honorable mentions. Man, I got to see. If if you've been to Mud Island, you ever been to Mud Island? Mm-hmm. I saw uh, Eric Clapton at Mud Island. Okay. Well, I saw the Doobie Brothers and Foreigner oh. in Mud Island. I like the Doobies. I saw Zach Wild, Pride and Glory, with me with Pride and Glory, Ted Nugent, and Leonard Skinner. Ooh. There, that's the one I was talking about. Where I think that I may have saw the closest to the best version of Leonard Skinner that's been out since then. Gotcha. Uh, and that, if you're not familiar, people that are not from the South, Mud Island is a, a amphitheater in Memphis on the river, right on the river. The right river, on the river is that on the river is at your back, the Mississippi River. That is, and you know, uh, the wind is usually no matter how hot it is, the wind's usually blowing across mm-hmm. you, man. It, it is a great. I've, I've seen Kid Rock there. Kid Rock there with a Rev Run. Uh, I've seen several several concerts there. We saw uh, just saw Aaron Lewis uh, in Corinth Thursday, make two weeks ago. Uh, his acoustic. He did his acoustic tour for the album he's got out now, and man, he was he was awesome. But. Uh, uh, saw Hood and Blowfish in Atlanta. That was a great concert. It was uh, uh, 
one of their some kind of anniversary show or something like that. One of the other ones that I saw I had a buddy of my dad's call me. He said, I got a ticket to this concert. You want to go? I said, yeah, how much ticket? He said, ticket don't cost you nothing. You just got to sneak some, whis- sneak some whiskey in for me. I'm on it. He said, you got to drive me home. I said, I'm on that too. I got to see Kiss. Okay. Uh, of course, Jackal opened up for Kiss. So that was oh, a, Jackal. Yeah, uh, that was a pretty Jack, good show. Baby. Now, last episode, you made a reference to how music is spiritual. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you take out all your Christian rock or Christian stuff, Gaithers, anything like that, right? This next show I'm going to talk about it, and it didn't make my top my top five, and probably should have had, but I'm going to leave it like it is. Um, we saw Experiencing Hendrix, okay, in Nashville, in 2012. Um, listen to the lineup that was there, that was on stage this night. You had Buddy Guy. Okay. Now, Buddy Guy, you ain't going to tell Buddy Guy what to do. He comes and does what he wants to when he wants to. Well, that's the old blues man yeah. mentality. He all just comes out and does what he wants right. to when he wants to. And Kenny Wayne just laughed at him, and that's all it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dweezil Zappa was there. Mm-hmm. Billy Cox. Billy Cox was actually in the band with Jimi Hendrix. Okay. Um, and when they start these shows, they show a tribute to Jimi mm-hmm. Hendrix and all this kind of stuff. And uh, Robert Randolph was there. I like Robert Randolph. Uh, Johnny Lang was there. Johnny Lang stole the show to me that night. He played an acoustic version of All on the Watchtower. Mm. Um, Kenny Wayne. Now this is in your honorable mentions? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Kenny, Kenny Wayne for a treat, Kenny Wayne shut the show down with Voodoo Child. David Hidalgo and Cesar Rojas was there from Los Lobos. Okay. Kev Moe was there. Eric Johnson was there. Uh, Bradley Whitford and Tom Hamilton from Aerosmith was there. Some of the guys from In Living Color. Uh, Chris Layton, who was the uh, drummer for uh, Steve Ray Vaughan and Double Trouble, okay. is also a drummer for Kenny Wayne Shepherd now. Okay. He was there. He did the whole show. He drummed the whole show. And then the Slide Brothers was there. I don't know if you've ever seen Slide Brothers or not. Uh-huh. But they play slide guitar. Yeah. But man, that was... That's the that's the closest you're gonna to come to a religious experience at a rock concert. <laughs> it was, when you say that, I think of knocked up with the Asian guy. He said, "Look, you want a special experience? Go to a Jimmy Buffett concert." <laughs> <laughs> well, this 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 show was something else, and if uh, and if it's an honorable mentions, we're in for well, we're swinging for the fan. Well, if it's like mine, I mean, I saw Eric Clapton, but it would just Eric Clapton's not on my list. I'm gonna but tell it's, you, it's these. I have a, I have something. There's something. There's something special. There's something about, special about. Yeah, about yeah, each one. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Eric Clapton, mm-hmm. got to get this off my chest. Saw Eric Clapton in Memphis. Comes out, tuxedo on. Sponsor of his concert was Lexus. Lexus was a luxury car at that time. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, still I'm a thinking, little too luxury for me, but you I'm, know. I'm thinking, you know. Just Eric Clapton, everything. Everything was going good, man. Great concert and everything. So, but he played that in the background. We he played the slow coming. version of Layla. Well, when I saw him, it was at Mud Island, and it was the two, three days after the uh, tornadoes hit Tupelo in uh, 2013 mm-hmm. or 14. Uh, so the storms had rolled. This was April 30th, I think, when we saw him. The storms had rolled through, and it was cold after that. It was. April mm-hmm. and it was 
Oh, it's cold down there in that hole in the, on the river. Unseasonably cold, and it was cold at that concert. That wind coming off the river, and uh, he played. Everything was the same tempo, the same. It's like I'm probably even nearly the same key. He was doing a lot of his, you know, he does a lot of the blues stuff, older blues, Robert mm-hmm. Johnson stuff that he, he's, and that's his influences, and I appreciate that. But the whole we sat there for an hour. And he didn't play anything that I knew. I mean, I knew uh, Sweet Home Chicago. That's not an Eric Clapton song. That's a Robert Johnson song. And he played other stuff that I might have recognized. But by the by the at hour, I could tell you every song. It was okay. Verse. He's gonna take a lead break. Sing another verse. Piano break. Then it's gonna be piano. Another guitar player. Organ. Back around. And he would take same pattern every time. And I got bored. And it was it, it it hurt my feelings because I'm a big Eric Clapton fan, and literally he played the slow version of Layla, which I like. I, I like but if it. If I'm seeing him live, yes. I want I want it rock and roll. I want yeah. my face to melt. Yeah. yeah. And literally, I looked at Jana. We were cold, and I said, "You want to go home?" And she said, "You really want to leave?" And I'm like, "I'm bored and I'm cold." And like it was a Friday night. And I said, "Just go home." And so we went and got something to eat and went home. And literally, when we were walking out, he breaks into cocaine. <laughs> and I said, you know what? That's my sign. I just We're just going to go ahead and go. And so, but that's my Eric Clapton thing. I was, I was very disappointed. Of course, I saw him after, uh, after his son died. And I don't know if that didn't change something in him. Yeah. You know, yeah. Tears from Heaven, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. I don't, I don't know if that might not have... Uh, of course, one of his best songs he had uh, after all that was him and BB riding with the King. Yeah, so I like my father's eyes. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, he had that. That was out of was that out of a uh, movie, uh, John Travolta movie. What was that one? Was it, was it in that movie? I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking about something. This else. would have been mid nineties. Yeah, when he had, but mid to late nineties. It may have been even like ninety six or seven when he did. Yeah, that. that's that's around the time I saw him. Mm-hmm. I was in, I was in college at Northeast when I saw him. Saw Bob Seger twice. Mm. Second time, Kelly said, "Why is Santa Claus on stage?" <laughs> Bob Seger, and it was a sing along. Oh, Bob couldn't get there like he used to yeah. get, but he didn't need it because everybody else was singing it for him. It's Bob. Man. It's Bob. You, you got more honorable mentions? Nope. I'm done. Okay, is that it. All yep. right. Well, yep. uh, yep. Okay, I think you went first last week. So I'll go. Uh, yeah, yeah. you we ended with you. I'll, yeah, uh, you, yeah. You, well, yeah. I went first. You go. You go okay. first this time. Number yeah. five. Well, now that'll get me going last, won't it? No, if you go first, that means you'll do number five, and then I'll do five, and you're four and four. Oh, oh I got so, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, my number five. Um, this guy opened this place, opened this venue. It was the second show at this venue. The first show sold out from his fan club. On that's all about tickets. Was his fan club. Second show sold out. Because his fan club bought every one of the tickets. <laughs> he is he he is the one that started the deal where you're not getting in if you resell my ticket. Oh, I think I've heard you tell this story. I think you told it on Manchild, if I remember right. So it's in Nashville when they opened the uh, amphitheater down there on the river. Mm-hmm. Um, me and uh, Kelly and two of her friends went. Uh, we walked all the way from Broadway down to the down to the down to the. A venue there. It was Eric Church. Yep. Um, Eric Church is real good live. I've seen him in Tupelo. I, I saw him in Tupelo. I've seen him in with, South Haven. He was with uh, Hellstorm. 
Okay. I saw and him I saw Tupelo him. with uh, Blackberry Smoke and I saw Brantley him, Gilbert. I saw him with uh, Blackberry Smoke. Uh, I'm not a Brantley Gilbert fan. Was he not way. with, uh, was Aaron Lewis with him at one time? Uh, Aaron Lewis no, was. No, Blackberry Smoke opened for, was came with Aaron Lewis one time. Did Aaron Lewis open for Blackberry Smoke? Mm, I thought it was the other way around. Maybe it. I saw Aaron Lewis's opening act for somebody. Okay. Uh, but anyway. He, he may have been with Eric Church at one point, too. Uh, I've seen Eric Church several times. My, our friends, they're big Eric Church fans. And uh, had it kind of fallen out with him a little bit. Yeah. But I've, I've kind of come back around. I mean, you know, he had a, for him to say what he did about guns, he kind of had a little bit of a reason because he got shot at. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean. Mm, yeah, that'll, him, that'll change you. Give, you give him a little bit there. Some of these other ones ain't got a, you know, ain't got a reason. Yeah. But, but anyway, we saw him there in Nashville. Both both concerts were acoustic. Okay. Uh, both of them were uh, were um, he was the only one there. Two sets. Well, he kind of did two sets. You know, at Tupelo, he yeah. would go off and come out and close yeah. the curtain, and yeah. he would just be out there in front of that yeah. curtain by himself yeah. playing acoustic. So that's what this was. Now he had some people come on with him. I think Lizzie Hale was there to do one song with him. Some other ones was there. But uh, he also did that in uh, the, at the Lander Center. When we saw him there, he did two sets. No opening act, just him. He said, you paid to see me, that's who you're getting. Appreciate that. I do. I, that's what I'm, I appreciate you, about I, you. <laughs> that's what I appreciate. But, but, but appreciate it, it, and, and it's not, I've seen Eric Church, like I said, five, six times. But it was just, it was fan club only. Mm-hmm. It was open a new venue. Which is the second night, but you still open a new venue. Right. He actually did songs that he's that he hasn't done. He said, uh, uh, "The lightning song he's got about the guy ride the lightning, ride the lightning." Yes, he sir. said he don't do it live. That's a dang good and, song. And he did that one. We saw him and we saw him in, in New Albany before he was Eric Church mm-hmm. walking around the broke arm and gave a free concert at the. Tallahatchie River Fest. Yeah, you know that. That's how long we've been seeing Eric Church. Yeah. Um. So, but yeah, that that show was something special. I mean, people you're with, that kind of thing. You know, and they appreciate the music, and you know, it was just uh, being in Nashville at that at that at that uh, arena. I guess you'd call it the amphitheater. That was it. It was a uh, one of five's Eric Church. My number five, and I'm just coming out with heavy fist, big punches. John Fogarty. Hmm. Oh. Uh, about 2013 or 14, and he came to Tupelo at the Bancorp South Arena. And there wasn't really anything like that I can look back on it and say, well, this was special. He played 29 songs with no opener. 29 songs. And if you calculate it up, which I've played a band, we played, me and my brother played, it's around 10 songs for an hour worth of of, you know, if you're going to play, hey, we want you to play for an hour. Oh, it's about 10 songs. Because if you calculate it up, each song's three to five minutes, average of about four. 10 songs is 40 minutes. Time you stretch some of it and, you know. So, you know. 10 to 15 songs. Yeah. Well, you're looking 29. Yeah. He played for over two hours, just yeah. just him yeah. and his band. Yeah. And he played everything you could imagine. Credence. If it's a hit of Credences, he played it. Well, it's his. Yeah, well, I mean, well, you know, I mean, you, you named their hits, which is a bunch of them. He played it. Yeah. Centerfield, his stuff. I uh, can't remember if he did 110 in the shade or not, but he did, you know, Born on the Bayou, uh, uh, Blue Boy Run, uh, all of them. And 
he sounds just like he did back in the 60s to me. And his sons play guitar and bass in the band too. And you could tell they were, they like being on stage together. And it was, but that's my thing. Like, I've, I don't know that I've been, I've got a couple, I've got another one on here that where I was impressed by just the amount of time they spent on the stage and how many songs they did. But that was, that's my number five. That's John Fogarty of Credence Clearwater Revival fame. Well, we, uh, to kind of take a side road for a second, we went to see Cody Cannon and departed last Thursday mm-hmm. night uh, at the uh, Lafayette's Music Room and there at Overton Square in Memphis. Nice little venue if you've never been. Go check it out sometime. They, um, Ray Wiley Hubbard's going to be there. Is it downtown? Uh, no, no, it's uh, Midtown. Okay. Uh, Buck Cherry's going to be there. Just some just some other different people. But anyway, um, Kelly told me, said, he's going to play 21 songs. Good amount of songs. He's going to play his stuff and some old uh, uh, cross-canadian ragweed stuff, some of that stuff. And sure enough, he played a little bit over two hours. Yeah. You know, and, and that's that's a pretty good show. For that amount of time. Yeah. But uh, my number four is sort of like what you was talking about. It's, it's, they played. But now, when you do, you said 30-something songs, you do 26 songs, that's a lot of songs. But the way they do the songs, that, it, I mean, they, they just, Kelly, Kelly said it was like a NASCAR race. Mm-hmm. The first of it was real good. You get real excited. Then the middle of it kind of drowns out. Then the then the, you get down to the last twenty laps, it That's cranks really back exciting. up again. Yeah. But it was uh, Guns and Roses. Okay, I'd never seen them. I, I was I was on the tail end of them when I first started going to concerts, so I didn't get to see them uh, live, the original band. But I did get to see three of the uh, of the founding members, and this one was in New Orleans. Uh, I've seen them twice. Pretty much same show, New Orleans and uh, uh, Little Rock. Uh, New Orleans, they had uh, the Cure with them, um, and then and then uh, up in Little Rock, they had Sturgill Simpson with them. And the line to get in for that one took forever, so we didn't get to see any of Sturgill. Yeah, we could hear him, we didn't get to see him. And Kelly was mad about that. That's the whole reason why she went was to see him, but. Uh, Play 26 songs, slash, never stop the whole night. I mean, he's up there just bam, 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 bam. And I don't know how many cigarettes it was. I don't know how he could catch his hair on fire with the hair over the cigarettes. But, I mean, with last episode, we talked about guitar players. He's, like I said, I've been fortunate to see. Right. And he's one of them. I mean, gosh almighty. But, yeah, that Guns N' Roses, that was one of the ones that almost got away that I was yeah. able able to get back. Gotcha. Um, Prince got away, and I won't be able to get him back. But but I got Guns N' Roses back and got lucky enough to see them twice. And If they're coming and you like Guns N' Roses, go see them because it's worth the money. I've heard that from a lot of folks. And even like, I mean, they say Axel may not be what he was in 87, but he's not far. He's dang he's close. Not off, he's not dang far close. off of it. He's a little bit heavier. Yeah. Probably can't get the same pants he's in. But he's, you can tell a little bit his voice can't hardly get there. But yeah. Yeah, he's still, when he needs to, it's there. Probably saves it for. He does. For, yeah, yeah, that's the way to do it. All right, my number four is a fellow that you might not recognize the name, his name. 
But if you are a contemporary Christian music fan, you would know the band that he was the front man for. And that's Mac Powell of Third Day fame. Well, he went, uh, he, he's back doing Christian, uh, his uh, solo Third Day is uh, disbanded. And it was one of those that they just decided they wanted to retire and do other things, pursue other things. They're still friends and all that stuff. But he did, uh, he's done a couple country albums. And his country stuff is, you know, it's wholesome, kind of like Need to Breathe, you know, it's secular songs, but it's positive messages. He's got some love songs and, you know. But he came to Good Time Charlie's mm-hmm. in Tupelo mm-hmm. in 2014. And we got to open for him. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and we were there, I bet 30 people came to this show. He is a multi Grammy winner. Yeah. Because of and double winner and whatever else because of third day. But people don't know that's yeah. Mac Powell. And they probably yeah. don't want to say, Oh, you know, of third day yeah. when he's promoting a country show, which I mean I, I mean I don't know why he wouldn't, but he played a couple of third day songs that he uh and one song that they do, Call My Name, that they had released, he said that Keith Urban came this close to putting it on one of his albums mm. and it, it he recorded it and then it just got cut and didn't make it to an album and then never never released it cool guy super nice guy his whole band was cool guys they were there when we were playing they were there off stage watching us that's pretty cool <laughs> cheering us on and we come off stage they're giving us high five saying man you guys are great you talking about making a fellow feel good, yep. and uh, they told us that uh, one of them said, Man, they all got like a Tom Petty kind of vibe. Never heard that before, but... Man, that should have been one of my, one of, one of my honorable mentions. Tom Petty? Yeah. That's one that I won't ever get there. Yeah, I got uh, that one. I got yeah. that one. But uh, Mac Powell, he's a good one. So, and all of his third day is great, and his solo uh, Christian stuff is good, too. So, not so humble brag, but who did you open for in... Corinth. Is there one in particular, or do you, or all of them that we? Well, it's a real famous guy. Oh well, Don Williams. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna brag our... for him. He gonna brag on himself. <laughs> Who opened, else have you open for? We open for Don Williams. We open for Tracy Lawrence. Okay. We open for Clint Black. Okay. Um, that was all at Corinth. Um, and we opened at uh, Good Time Charlie's for Mac Powell and Steel Magnolia. Okay. The uh, country group. But I was thinking of Don Williams. Yeah, Don Williams. And you can't open for him no more. That was uh, that may be Kelly's favorite artist of all time. Wow, Don okay. Williams. And I'll tell you this: she likes her some Don Williams. Um, were y'all there? No, we wouldn't. Okay, no. I couldn't remember if y'all were there or not. No. We, uh, he sounds just like he did on all them records from the seventies. Yeah, when he come out there and said, "I," he sounds exactly the same. It's yeah. like you put, literally put a CD in. Yeah, it, I'm. I was not a big Don Williams fan really until after that. And I'm yeah. like, okay. Well, you know. I, I wasn't a Don Williams fan until Kelly got to listening to him, and, and, I, and I listened because of her. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, I'm, I'm a big guy. I'm 6'4". Yeah. And he's taller than me. Really? Yeah. Yeah. But he had cowboy boots on. He, me and him might have been of a height, but he had on some you know, pretty big See, t- Kelly never listened to the blue stuff like I listened to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can see Bob liking, oh, yeah. liking Don Williams. Oh, yeah. I can see yeah. him being up his yeah. alley. Yeah, see, they used to go up there. I ends to that uh, line dancing thing up okay. there. Yeah, when Kelly was a kid. I got uh, you. Doing that. So, uh, Where is it? Ryan's here up at Hobo Station. Ryan, this was okay. a Ryan's. There's one up you know, at yeah, the Hobo, Hobo Station. Yeah. We've played there a few times. 
Hobo high steppers. I'll, I'll brag about that one. I won't brag about Don Williams, but I'll brag about the hobo high steppers. You won't mention Brother Don Williams, but you mention the hobo high steppers. There you go. Uh, we got one of those guys go to church with us. Is he still coming out there? Yeah. Sure okay. Does, yeah. Old Mike. Old Mike. Old yeah, Mike. Mike Carter. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, I'd say Mike a long time. But uh, but yeah, um, I was going to bring that up for you. But yeah, Kelly, she... I didn't listen to country music for much for me and her started dating and then I got to listening to, to some of it. There's some of it I don't care for. I'm not, you said you was a big 90s country fan. I, I'm not really. Right. I'm more older mm-hmm. than that. But uh, We'll get to it in later episodes of this podcast. I want to cover it at some point in time. But I like my country, country. Oh, yeah. And I I have, I like a certain... Well, well, we'll talk about that another time. I like country music, but it's not my favorite type. But it's got to be us. It's got to be country. <laughs> so, so you just went from a contemporary Christian rock guy, mm-hmm. and I'm going to another rock guy. Okay, his name is Kid Rock. <laughs> Polar opposites of what you just said, because this was Kid Rock back when he was Kid MF and Rock from the old school. <laughs> I won't get us the explicit thing on there, but that's the Kid Rock. That's my Kid Rock. Had Buck Cherry open for him. None of that sissy stuff on Buck Cherry. Dang, that's another. Had Buck Cherry open for him and Uncle Cracker actually open for him. I like Uncle Cracker. Uncle Cracker had David Alaco out with him to help. I think he helped write some songs. Okay. And uh, Hank Jr. come out with uh, Kid Rock. And did some stuff for him at this concert. At this concert, wow! Yeah, this was a, this was a, this was where a big, was this? This is in Memphis. In Memphis, okay. at the Pyramid. This is the first time I saw Kid Rock. I wanted to bring it up last last episode. The Pyramid is no longer a concert venue. It is not for all of it. It is Memphis. a Bass Pro Shop. It is a Bass Pro Shop, <laughs> but it and it's one of the biggest Bass Pro Shops. It's the biggest. I mean, they got a hotel, a restaurant yeah, in the country. Uh, yeah, you can you can test drive a boat. Cause they got the river right there, and it's next big, to it. It's a big old glass. You can walk pyramid. out on. You can walk out onto the ledge and just don't look down, cause you will see a crack in the glass. Yeah. I have seen that unless they fixed it. Mm, yeah, I, but, I won't uh, be going up there. But it's uh, yeah, pyramid. That's that used to be the venue back in the day. Um, now they got the FedEx Forum up there. Mm-hmm. Before the before the before the pyramid, it, it was, was Midside Mid-South Coliseum. Coliseum. That place is historic for many a reason. Yeah. Uh, Elvis played there. Jerry Lawler. Every Monday night, Jerry Lawler come in there and pull that strap down. So somebody was getting their, you know what, whipped. He might sort of throw some fire at you. He might bring a bring a uh, uh, chain out of his trunk to do something. But somebody was taking it that night. But yeah, that 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 was. Uh, I enjoyed that. That that was my. I've seen Kid Rock several times, but that was my favorite time. I guess because it may have been the first time I saw him. But I've seen him at Mud Island. I've seen him at uh, Tupelo. Uh, we saw him and uh, Jamie Johnson in Nashville at the Bridgestone. Gotcha. Um, and uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, I don't know. I guess that's all. We we haven't traveled much to see him. But uh, yeah, Kenny. Uh, I mean, excuse me, Kid Rock. All right. Kid Rock's number three. My number three, all of these two, uh, I saw in Tupelo except for my last two, which this, this is the first three. This was at the Bank Corp South Arena, which used to be the Tupelo Coliseum. Mm-hmm. Still is. Yeah, that's my Coliseum. Uh, in 2010 or 2011, I can't remember, Jamie Johnson and Randy Hauser. Ooh, they played, uh, you know, I told you that we went to Ryman mm-hmm. to see uh, 
uh, Whiskey Myers. Mm-hmm. They were up there not long after that. Okay. Yeah, them two. Well, together. they're big buddies. Yeah. They wrote songs yeah. together, yeah. And, and they're uh, Randy opened the show, and he was sick. You couldn't have told it. Like, <laughs> he he was talking about it. He said he said if I have to take me a break, you know, get me a drink or whatever, you know. He said I'm, I'm battling something. Man, he played he played for an hour and a half as the opener. And they only had half the arena, you know, that, yeah. that deal yeah. kind of deal. They're doing that a lot now. He played, and I think at that time he only had like a couple albums, man. He played everything, and then he played like Whiskey River, and he did a few, you know. He was awesome. He can wear out a guitar. Then Jamie came out and played for like an hour and 15 minutes and played all his stuff. And then Randy came out with him, yeah, and they played for over an hour. And they just did, they didn't do, They not a song was theirs. They did nothing but covers after that. They did The Ride. They did Turn the Page. They did um, He Stopped Loving Her Today. He, he did several covers the last time we saw him. Uh, one was a rock cover, and I can't remember what, what he did that night. But, yeah, Jamie Johnson's good. Yeah, I mean, that was, that was probably one of the, me and my brother and uh, my sister-in-law went to that. And that was probably one of the first, I think that may have even been 09. I don't even know if I, that was 09. I was not even married then. I was still living at home. Till my dad got to meet him. My dad was helping with the Civitans, you know, the people, the ushers mm-hmm. or whatever. He was yep. helping that night and he got to park out back by the buses and stuff. Well, he goes out there and when he's going to get on his motorcycle, there he comes off the bus. So he goes over and introduces himself. He walks around with him for half an hour. Yeah, my dad's. He seemed, like he, he seemed like the kind of guy that would just. Well, and he was a Marine. Jamie Johnson was. Okay. My dad was a Marine, and okay. so he goes up. And he's like, "Hey, man, I heard you was in the Marine Corps. I'll simplify whatever they, whatever jarheads do." Yeah. And they were like, "Hey," and so they just walked around. And there's other parts of the story I'll tell off air, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to, you know, shame anybody's reputation. Not, not that it would. I mean, but. That's my number three, Jamie Johnson, Randy Hauser. You know, Kelly, she uh, she got in with Saving Abel mm, as a not uh, a fan, as a uh, street, whatever they call it, uh, publicity mm. thing. So she had she got free concert tickets, and she was in the tent outside giving away this stuff, you know, whatever it was. Yeah, and. Uh, it was a big concert that night. It was uh, Saving Abel. I think Chevelle may have been there. It was several acts like that. I mean, At the Coliseum? Whole, yeah, a whole bunch of them. And, uh, yeah, but she got to, we got to meet the band and that kind of stuff. And They're from Corinth. Yeah, they didn't last long, but mm-hmm. they played out. Yeah. So let's see, we're already number two. Number two. So uh, my number two. Number two. Just saw him last Saturday night. This wasn't last Saturday night. Oh, as of this recording. Right. Yeah. Last Saturday night. Two Sunday nights, Saturday nights ago, uh, whenever it was. And for perpetuity, we'll just keep it a secret when we're recording. There you one. go. But uh, but we saw him not long ago. But this wasn't the show I'm talking about. Okay. The show I'm talking about is Kenny Wayne Shepherd. Mm-hmm. My number two on my list of most favorite artists. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw him... At the House of Blues in New Orleans, first time I saw him, we were. Uh, so if you've ever if you ever been to the House of Blues, 
they'll give you a chance to where if you want to. They're pretty small venues. Small venue. It's, you know, uh, general admission. Yeah. First come, first serve. So if you book a reservation at the restaurant, you get in early to the concert. Okay. So every time we'd go, we'd eat because we was right there. Makes sense. Um, I can't remember if this is the show that I know it was. Me and Kelly and Aaron went. Okay. And uh, we went in. Um, I think that's the one we went to. But anyway, no, I'm sorry. It's not. It was just me and Kelly. Um, we uh, got in there early enough, and we was right there. Yeah. Right, on, right in front of the stage. And uh, <clears throat> House, like I said, House of Blues, he was there, and he uh, he had Brian Lee out with him. Brian Lee is the one that uh, got him on stage okay. there in New Orleans when he was a kid. Gotcha. Um, this would have been probably, trying to think back, uh, 2004, 2005, something like that. First time I'd seen Kenny Wayne Shepherd. Been a fan for years, but never had a chance to see him. I had one chance. Uh, he opened for Bob Dylan in Tupelo at the uh, Coliseum, and I care nothing about Bob Dylan. So I was going to try to make a deal with somebody. Hey, if you want to see Bob Dylan, I'll split half a ticket with you. I'll go see Kenny Wayne. I'll leave and let you go see Bob Dylan. <laughs> but I never could get that worked out. But, yeah, we went and saw him down in Add New Orleans. Bob to that list of uh, Beatles and Springsteen. I'm not a fan of Bob. I'm not a fan. I like I like some of his songs. I appreciate Bob. For There's a, a group. Off of that, dang, that should have been on my list. I like his band better than him. The band, the band, the band was. Um, yeah, that's they should. Have and and if you're listening, list. if you're listening, Mister uh, Gray Dog, if you happen to be listening to this, uh, we know that you named your dog after <laughs> Mister Levon Helms out of the the band. Yes. Uh, speaking of that, if you want a good taco, or a good burrito, <laughs> good nachos, whatever. Go see old Josh over at uh, Gray Dog, Gray Dog uh, Taco Shop on uh, Magnolia Way in Blue Springs. If you're, if you're traveling through on the I-22 between Memphis and Birmingham or yep. between Memphis and Tupelo, he's just out of Blue Springs. Is in between New Albany and Tupelo there. He's just a short detour right there. You can see him from the highway. Yep, go check him out. He's a, he's a good guy. He's a good dude. He's got good food and his dog's real cool. We, we may, uh, I'm, I'm trying to... Talk to him. We may get him as a guest on there. He's local, a he's local, a local celebrity. He's a musician himself. So, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he he's a total different music uh, flavor than what we probably have a little bit. He's more of your uh, he's more of a deadhead fish. Okay, panicker. Yeah, one of those guys. Yeah, I yeah, gotcha. yeah. He's one of those guys. But anyway, uh, back to Kenny Wayne. I have seen Kenny Wayne. I don't know how many times now. Me and Kelly saw him. That time, first time House Blues. You've probably seen Kenny Wayne more times than I've ever seen concerts. Me and, me and Kelly went back to the House of Blues. Now, this was a special one. That's the one Aaron went with us. Uh, Friday night, yeah, Friday night, Johnny Lang played the House of Blues. We saw him. Okay. Saturday night, Kenny Wayne played the House of Blues. And we saw him. So we had a twofer there. Yeah. Um, we've seen him and uh, we drove to Louisville. To see him and Johnny Lane together in the same night, um, he played. Something happened in South Haven, and um, some act 
didn't show up, couldn't show up. They called Kenny Wayne last minute. He showed up, did a free concert. Dang. You just walk in. Yeah. And I mean, there was 50 people there for Kenny Wayne's share, but you didn't, nobody knew who was there. Right. And uh, that was a small little concert that was great. And he didn't, he didn't, it didn't matter to him whether it's yeah. 5,000 or 50. Probably, that's probably a nice breath of, you know, breath oh, yeah. of fresh air, a little yeah. change of pace, a uh, smaller we, crowd. We saw him at the Mid South Fair. And uh, in Memphis, um, we're not beyond traveling to see a concert. I mean, we flew to Vegas to see Stevie Nicks. So yeah, we saw we we made a special didn't make a special trip, but kind of a special trip to see the Black Crows in uh, Orlando at the House of Blues. Worst concert I've seen in my life. Mm. Didn't Black, sing a song I knew. Black Crows is kind of hit or miss. Uh, there for a little bit. Simon they Tupelo. Hit or, they were hit or miss. Simon Tupelo, one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. Went down there. That's awful. Saw him in Atlanta. That's wonderful again. That's probably when Chris was doing his weird stuff. It was, he, it was, he, it was super weird. Yeah, he's a, he's a, but he's now, an odd duck. But we, but we did go, and then, then we drove to Shreveport to see Kenny Wayne here just not long ago for the uh, 25th anniversary of Trouble Is. Gotcha. And, uh, that was an interesting concert. They uh, took them intermission and sold three guitars. Um, every year, he puts out a new Fender Stratocaster mm-hmm. for sale, one of special editions. And uh, he had three of them up there. They had two white ones and a blue one. One of the white ones had a darker, what do you call the Neck. Yeah. The fretboard. Fretboard, yeah. Had a darker darker one one of them was light brown one of them was dark brown yeah. maple and rosewood the blue one the blue one sold fast they sold it for 50,000 mm, I think grief. Uh, the white one sold for 11,000 so then Kenny Wayne comes back on stage he picks up the last one mm-hmm. now keep in mind you're getting to go backstage and he's personalized these right. things however you want them so and all the money's going to two charities there in Shreveport that's dear to his heart. So we we uh, we go, this, they come out. He comes out and picks up the guitar. So the auctioneer says, now this guitar, you can actually see, has been held by Kenny Wayne Shepherd. He starts messing with it, tuning it a little bit. Mm-hmm. He said, what would y'all give the auctioneers, what would y'all give his old judge there from Shreveport, what would you give for a guitar played by Kenny Wayne Shepherd on stage at his 25th anniversary show? He gets it going, plugs it up. Here he goes, just a, doing the Kenny Wayne thing. Yeah. $65,000 later, <laughs> it sold. They made over $200,000 for those charities that night. You know. But it, and then, then he come back out and played a few more songs. But he had the one where I sent you the picture. Uh-huh. Did you see what it was? Did you notice? Yeah, it's like a Hendrix style. Yeah. It's a, yeah. the upside down yeah. headstock. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a tribute to Hendrix. Yeah, it's kind of a Hendrix, honey blonde Hendrix color. Played, played a right handed guitar backwards. Mm-hmm. Did he string it backwards? Or no. Did, okay. So he's he played, not like Doyle Bramhall. Okay. Doyle Bramhall plays a right handed guitar, yeah, left handed, but he's it's strung backwards. So he chords every. You're talking about like the most dyslexic thing ever. I don't know how, but see, so, Jimi Hendrix. Just flipped it over, right. and then they swapped the bridge around, and then he strung it top to bottom like a normal, but just play because they didn't he make it. He played it backwards. 
Yeah, he played left-handed. Yeah, he basically if you had a right-handed. Oh no, guitar, he did, oh he, he, he just, changed the strings to play it play right, it left-handed. Okay, played it just like you would right-handed. But see, they didn't really make left-handed guitars then. Yeah. By yeah. the time you know Kurt Cobain came around, they had which he was left-handed too. He's probably the, one of those. So they did swap fans. it up to where he, he right. played it. He played they it. They switched the he switched the strings around. He played it properly, quote okay. unquote properly, okay. with the heavy you know like you like I would play it just left-handed. The the heavy, the brand, yeah, the heavy the, strings on the bottom. Oh well, on top. On top, yeah. yeah well, yeah. depending on how you look at it, yeah. bottom top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, low E yeah. on the top, yeah. high E on the bottom, yeah. and then see like Doyle Bramhall does the same thing, but he leaves it strung up like a right-handed guitar. So he plays it backwards. He pretty much just takes a right-handed guitar and plays it upside down, plays it backwards, and that messes with my mind. Yeah, at big time. That's what Kenny Wayne does. He takes a left-handed guitar and strings it backwards mm-hmm. and plays it right-handed Yeah, as a tribute to. Uh, but, yeah, we've seen him, I don't know how many times, play his, and it's it's always great. That's like me and you was talking about uh, several weeks ago. Um, there are certain people you see play, and like I said, I've seen some of the best that's alive at the time that I'm still alive, or I'm alive, they were still alive at that time, mm-hmm. to play, and... It's amazing to watch him play because he 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 goes to another goes to a different place. Yeah, he's not there. He's there, but he's not there. I swear, like I said, we've been right very. I mean, right in front of him. He can't see nobody else. He couldn't tell you what I looked like. Yeah. And then the bad thing was, the second show we went to, we waited around, waited around outside by his by his truck by his uh, bus. They come out, and guess who holds a camera and takes a picture of Aaron and Kelly with. Kenny Wayne and Noah Hunt. Me. I don't yeah, even I get the picture. Say, I'm guessing the guy that I'm talking about. I, I don't even get the, the, the one that's the biggest fan from forever. Don't even get the picture. <laughs> Much like we, well, I'll talk about it. It's my number one. Go ahead. I, I, but well, that, go, we're, go we're, number we're, we're number number two. I'll talk about the story I had. I'll be sure to make a note. Okay. Uh, number two, and I talked about it on our last episode, was uh, Need to Breathe and Switch Foot. Just recently, back in uh, October of uh, 21. Yeah. Um, at the Memphis Botanical Gardens. Let me stop you. What is that, what is that venue like? I enjoyed it. It's outside. It's completely okay. like there's no seats. There's no... Uh, okay. Do you sit, you sit on the ground? Well, you sit on the ground. You bring your own chair, okay. blankets, whatever So else. like an amphitheater with the, the seating up front and the back lawn behind it. Yeah, but there's no... Where you can sit no, on the lawn. Yeah, there's no... So even, it's, all, it's all lawn. All lawn. Okay. Mm-hmm. It'd okay. be like Woodstock, basically, I okay. guess. If it, but it's, uh, there's a little walking. Small venue? Uh, nah, not really. I mean, that's pretty good, pretty good ground to cover because the stage is in one part and it's, of course, it was dark. I've never been, I've only been that one time. But it's, you can, I mean, there were some people sitting way back by the concession stands and stuff. And even then, you could hear everything great because yeah. you're outside. Yeah. But, I mean, you just couldn't see anything. Well, you know, like with uh, South Haven, uh, the one we go to in Atlanta. The amphitheaters, mm-hmm. and I even think the one in in, in yeah, one Nashville's that way too. You got your seating down here under the cover. Mm-hmm. The further you go back, you know, you got the lawn behind it, yeah. which is general admission. Yeah, well, see, this is sit. just all okay lawn. Okay, and you bring your own chair, or yeah. whatever. We brought our, we just took our ball game chairs, what yeah. I call them. Yeah, and uh, got a little seat under some trees. Now, it rained. It rained through. There was two opening acts. There was the one at band called the New Respects, and then Switchfoot. And it rained the whole time for them. It stopped raining between them and Need to Breathe. 
and then it got a little chilly and the wind was blowing like crazy but it we got soaked but it was a great show we it was it was good enough to where we didn't mind yeah the, you know yeah and uh like i said i need to breathe was on my they're my number two yeah favorite artist of all time switchfoot's probably pretty high up there switchfoot i've i've found switchfoot before need to breathe switchfoot uh Coming two thousand three, oh two thousand four. I've never much Switchfoot. Um, they're good. They're just they're 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 kind of like Need to Breathe. They've got songs that are that you could sing at church, and yeah. then they got songs that are just positive mess. All of theirs are more positive message yeah. stuff. But they're they're I'd put them in the vein of like um, is Crossfade a band like that too? I don't know. I don't know about Crossfade. They may just be like a regular rock band. Yeah, um, but their 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 lead singer's voice is different and uh, but good. But they're they're good. I, what, I suggest. Wasn't, wasn't at one time there was a whole bunch of bands that was positive message type things. Yeah, was Lincoln Park like that at one time? Uh, Lincoln Park probably not up because there's their their lead singer. He was bad on drugs okay. at one point. Well, that was some. He, the- he committed suicide and he. They had some song. They uh, he had guys like Chevelle was more of a. They had some darker stuff, but they're more. They had like positive message yeah. kind of things and uh, uh, Switchfoot, uh, Reliant K's one. They're punk. You know, Creed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, if you don't know either of them, I suggest checking them out. But that was our first time to see either of them, and so we were like, you know, teenagers again. Because that's we listened to them when we were when we first started dating me and my wife, and they're they're need to breathe is our probably our favorite group together, and we're hoping that they come around close again because we may end up being like you with Kenny Wayne Shepherd. We may just haul off and go see them. So that was my number two need to breathe. Well, I see a trend between me and you here. My number two was my number two on the other one. My number one is my number one. Well, that's the same. It's the same on mine. Uh, number two and number one. Like we called them the uh, the last uh, last pod, the uh, greatest American rock band, Aerosmith. Uh, I'm just gonna repeat what I repeated when I was talking about them <laughs> earlier. It was the Eat the, Eat the Rich tour um, in Memphis, the Pyramid. My first real concert I'd ever been to. Yeah. And. 14, 15, I can't remember if I could drive back then or not. Um, but uh, it was uh, it was something that, that, that led me to uh, a, a life of, of enjoying live music. Uh, whether it's a, a concert like Aerosmith where you've got a full pyramid or whether it's a piano bar where you got dueling pianos playing each other. No. You know, if it's live music and it's good, I'll sit and listen. I think I was telling you about we was in the Bahamas mm-hmm. and there was a piano bar and we went in and uh, we just sat in there. You know, you could walk up, ask them to, you know, give them a request and they'd play this, they'd play that. And uh, two different, I think two different players actually come in that night. And I mean, it got to be one or two in the morning. And uh, they was like, we got to go. And I'm like, still having a good time here you know i'm just singing along it's like See, i'm kind of the opposite I'm, I'm, and it's maybe just because of the music difference i play music so i'm not looking to go and see 
especially like a local live band, you know, I may know the guys. I'm like, oh, well, I, you know, I, I wouldn't expect somebody to come out local and, you know, and see us or whatever. If, Cause we, I mean, it's just a cover band and a, in a bar, you know, playing the same songs that somebody else would. But. Yeah. Well, it was, but yeah, there at the pyramid, um, that wasn't, I don't think the pyramid had been around long when I went to that concert. I can remember, I've got a vague memory of, of, I don't remember if I went or if I just have a memory of them going, but my folks saw Travis Tritt at the Mid-South Coliseum. That would have been when I was a little fella, so early 90s. The last concert I saw at the Mid-South Coliseum was, uh, and, it, and it was after the pyramid was opened, it was uh, Three Doors Down. Uh, I've seen, uh, I also saw uh, Matchbox 20 there. Ooh, Matt. Rob Thomas. Rob Thomas. As Kid Rock would say, making Matchbox 20 money. <laughs> but... I don't know there's any more I can say about Aerosmith besides what I said the uh, the other pod. But, I mean, you know, you got Steven Tyler who is, like I said, that's crazy, crying, amazing, uh, living on the edge. Yeah. Um, there's also, you know, playing then. I don't. I will say this, and this might be kind of a not a normal take, but I think I enjoy 90s Aerosmith more than I do 70s Aerosmith. There, there is some, there is some differences in it. The, 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 the '90s like, Aerosmith was kind of, I wouldn't say toned down, but it was. Yeah. But living on the edge is just as, as good as. Well, it. So that's what I'm like, and I, it may not be like I like loving the elevator. Yeah. Uh, dude looks like a lady. Yeah. Uh, guy got jaded. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm not a fan of. Don't want to miss a thing, but my wife likes that song. Yes. I mean. Yeah, it's a good song. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's just one of those that got overplayed, and it's like, eh, you know. I mean, if it comes on the radio and ain't nothing else on, okay. Yeah. But I don't go seeking it out. You could argue they're two different bands. Yeah, there was the like Air I Smith, about, Smith one and two. Like <laughs> I talked about the the uh, last episode, you've got pre Run DMC, mm-hmm. Walk This Way, and, po- yeah. and Post. They were two, yeah, and then that they hit two different trajectories. Yeah, and and I I could be wrong with some of my albums, but I, I want to say they're 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 one that got them back was Pump. Yeah, um, I just know the album cover of that one. Yeah, with the two trucks. <laughs> with the trucks. Yeah, yeah. Um, what was it? it? Was Get a Grip? That's the one with the. With the cow and the udders and the that that was, was the, that a greatest hits album? No, that uh, that's get, big ones. Get a grip was the album for the get eat the rich tour. Okay, yeah, gotcha. It wasn't the get a grip tour, it was the eat the rich tour, but but get a, get a grip, grip was, was the album. album. Gotcha. The amazing crying, okay. crazy right. living on the edge, yeah. all that was on. Um, but yeah, because I know big ones was the greatest hits, wasn't it? See, I can I see all these album covers. No, actually, it's not. Uh, okay, was it an actual? There is there is a lot of songs on there like um, uh, "Aces Are Wild," uh, "Blind Man." There's some songs on there, and it and it does have some greatest hit type stuff on it. A little south of Sanity is the live greatest hits. Okay, one the album covers. I know pumps with the trucks. Get a grips with the udders, and the one of them's got the pierced or whatever with the ring. Get, yeah, I guess. Uh, and then uh, big ones is the sumo wrestler. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Pump uh, was uh, young lust, loving elevator, uh, monkey on my back, uh, Delsimer stomp. Um, yeah. What it takes was the last one on it. Gotcha. And I'm thinking. Was get a grip. Uh, the one after that. Yeah. What was pump? I guess pump was what late '80s. Or was that early 90s? Late 80s, early 90s, okay. yeah. Because I know they hit, uh, don't want to close my, don't want to close my, don't want to miss a thing, was with, uh, uh, 
Armageddon. Yeah. So that was what, 97? Yeah. Uh, 98. Something like it. I was trying to look up this other one here real quick while I was. Uh, will you do that? I'll, I'll go ahead and do my number one then while you're, okay. while you're finishing that out. My number one, like you were talking about, is my number one from previous episode, Blackberry Smoke. And uh, it was my third time to see them. Uh, now, I have seen, they're the only, out of all the concerts that I've been to, they're the only ones I've seen multiple times. Um, but they, uh, I've seen them six times now, I believe. And we saw them just almost a year ago in Tupelo after things kind of opened back up. And you could tell that they were ready and raring to play because they'd been not play. That was their first show back out and uh, the North Mississippi All-Stars opened up for them. Uh, but I saw them in 2012, I believe, uh, at Rick's Cafe in Starkville, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of a little standing room. It's like the Lyric in Oxford. It actually may be smaller than the Lyric. Cody Canada's going to be there. Okay. You ever been to a concert there? I have not. Uh, it's in Starkville. You ever been, been to Lyric? Well, yeah, I know. You're, yeah, I've been to Lyric, yeah. You're allergic to Starkville. Uh, um, uh, the, the place we just went to to see Cody mm-hmm. Canada, it's, gonna be, it's a lot like that. Okay. They just they changed theirs up to uh, Vegas-style seating in the bottom, where it's got the upstairs where mm-hmm. you do have tables you can sit at. Yeah. The bottom was usually just wide open, where it's first come, see, first serve. At Rick's, they now have... It's, now it's the, tables. Yeah, at the, some at the back at Rick's, last time I was there, they had it up kind of on a little platform, just a small little platform, you know, foot up off the ground or whatever, and they had tables back there. And they got the bar down the side, and then mm-hmm. it's standing room. Um, but I saw them there, Starkville in 2012, and that was right after the Whippoorwill. That album came out in 2012. Um, but with this particular one, uh, we got in with uh, Terry Gentry. You know Terry? You remember mm-hmm. Terry? He had a barbecue deal, and he did catering. Well, he knew the guy down there, and he knew people in Starkville because he was a big fan of the Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. Well, he got linked in. He, we turned him on to Blackberry Smoke and uh, uh, found out they were coming to the Ricks down there. And so he just talked to the guy and it's like, hey, I'd like to cater for them. I'll do it for free. So that's what he did. And they said, sure, heck yeah. Hmm. So he looked at us and he goes, hey, I'm going to need people to come help me cook. Why not y'all? <laughs> so he didn't even take any of his normal crew. He took me, my brother, my wife, Red, Jeremy, and uh, we went down there, and we got down there early that morning, and the uh, band hadn't even woke up yet. You know, they'd been driving all night or whatever. Bus is parked back there. So we got to feed them. They were in and out of the bus and stuff all day long. Got to see them set up for sound check. Got to hear them during sound check with only ones in the room while they're sound checking. So mm-hmm. and we heard them play. A brand new song that they hadn't even released yet that they wouldn't release for another like two years after that and they did it different on the album than they did then they were playing it slower then it's faster on the album and that song is uh fire in the hole it's one of my favorites by them and we got to go back through the vip line and have pictures made and all this other stuff hmm. and i've got pictures well also who's there jeremy's wife uh, at that time, they're they're divorced now. But uh, her and her friend, and she had never really listened to them before. Kind of like you were talking about. You you were being the big you were the biggest fan of Kenny Wayne Shepherd, and the other two got the picture made. Well, she's back there just hanging out with us. Well, she just goes up to the lead singer. He has this really cool hat. She just takes a hat off his head and puts it on, and he just kind of laughs. And she makes a picture, five hundred dollar hat, <laughs> you know, handmade <laughs> hat. She just puts it on, you know. I mean. 
women can get away with whatever they want to with the rock stars anyway. But that one, I will. Uh, we all had a just a great time. Mm-hmm. I mean, and they weren't party guys. I don't think I saw any. I think the, their piano player and maybe their uh, drummer drank maybe a couple of beers. There was no big time partaking, but you can tell they were not inebriated. Nothing when they took that stage, it was game on, and they're serious about their. Which is one reason why I like them so much. They're serious about their craft. They're serious about their songwriting. They like putting on shows, and they do a dang good job doing it. And that was probably the you know 150 people mm-hmm. uh, standing room only in a small place. I yeah. don't know. I wouldn't say it would hold more than 200. Yeah. So you know. 150 to 200 people. That was that was probably less than that there at that concert we saw. Uh, and we were right up on the yeah. on the rail. Yeah. I got a set list signed from them. I yeah. got a, a guitar at the house that I bought and got them to sign and all that stuff. So number one favorite concert that I've been to. Now I will say that I have been to Starfield for two concerts. I saw a Zach Brown Band mm-hmm. and saw a Shinedown. Shinedown would do a lot better if they'd shut up and just sing. Mm. He likes to talk a lot. About stuff that really don't make any sense. Yeah. But did you find that about the Aerosmith? What you were looking? Oh, for? I was just looking for some uh, who, what was on the uh, permanent vacation album. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Well, that was my number one. Uh, I hope to go see more shows, but with my taste in music, a lot of my a uh, friend, a good friend of mine who's a local singer songwriter who I went to school with, he. Uh, has a line in one of his songs that uh, all my heroes are either dead or unknown and uh, they're last of a dying breed kind of thing. And a lot of the ones like, you know, Tom Petty, I wish I could have seen. And they, I mean, and I probably, if I would have got the chance, if I get the chance to see Clapton again, I may go see him just because he's probably not got too many years left. He's my grandmother's age. Yeah. But there, there's not a whole lot of them out there nowadays that I'm just dying to see because it's, it's got to be they got to it's got to really hit me I got to they got to speak to me as before, you know through a, a, a an album or something before I want to go and see them live I, I'm not the kind that's just like oh I ain't never heard of them before let's go see them like some people do and then it's like oh and end up liking them I can't do that yeah we, uh, I'm a little too distrusting you know, sort of like uh Leonard Skinner said, the last of the dying breed, don't try to contain him. Yep. He's the last rebel. That's it. Last, last rebel, rebel on the road. road. <laughs> That's a good stop to, a spot to end it right there, I think. So, two episodes into this thing now. Rolling right along. I think... Uh, I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and give a preview. I'll go ahead and give a preview. Guilty Pleasures yep. is, is going to be our, yep. our next episode. It's... Uh, the things you might not want your friends to know that you listen to. Yeah. But you're going to find out because we're fixing to tell you what we like to listen to like that. So, <laughs> and I don't know that I've got a top five on that one. I don't. I just, I just, I just jotted down some stuff. So uh, I've got a few that, yeah. I'm, and got another another week to look at it. So it may I may add some more to it, you know. Yeah, so. that's what I think. So, um, But, yeah, we're a email, soundtrackoflife at gmail.com, you know, with questions comments criticisms cussings whatever you want to throw our way uh send us your uh favorite what are we doing here or your favorite live performances you can send us your favorite artist or your guilty pleasures by the time you know this comes out on twitter at the capital s o l 
Just the S-O-L, or capital, capital S, capital O, capital L, pod, on Twitter. Um, probably won't be too active on there. I'll just got it so we can post uh, links. But, you know, if you want to hit it up on there, I may, uh, I've got notifications on, so I'll, I'll holler, holler at you, boy. But <laughs> with that being said, I really need to pull a clip of Briscoe Darling to put at the end of these. But like Briscoe Darling said, if you got time to breathe, you got time for music. We'll see you on the other side. What's it like Aerosmith? Does they have something like that? The yeah. other side? Other side, yeah. Yeah, the other side. <laughs> see ya.